Welcome to Built on Beeves, your Oregon State podcast for fans by fans. I'm Zeke, and we have Nate here with me. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and more. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram at Built on Beeves, or email us at builtonbeeves at gmail.com. Well, it is 429. It's going to be the month of May in a couple days. And uh, I will have to admit, this year is going by faster than I expected. Yeah, my birthday's on Thursday. Oh, for those of you who do not know, represent. So the thought of that, yeah, it's kind of surprising. That mm-hmm. really sneaks up on you. Uh, I'm gonna be 26. Oh, look at you, old man, hitting that the high 20s. No mm-hmm. longer, the, I guess I'm mid high, upper nah, mid. Yeah, you, you you still. I, I think 24 to 26 is mid. Consider mid. Yeah, but May's a good month. I like it, not just because it's my birthday, but. Springtime, yeah. Usually the sun, as we see, is starting to come, be more regular, a regular presence around here. That is true. So, it is sunny out. I like that. It's almost like when I when I first see sun, my body don't know how to react to it. It's like I feel like I'm a vampire sometimes, and like my skin burns as soon as it feels sun after <laughs> the many months of rain and gloom and overcast. I know people are already starting to. Ask me if I got sunburnt, because <laughs> any amount of time in the sun, I'm usually sunburnt. So that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's um the weather's getting good. It's beautiful outside. Things are starting to bloom. Speaking about bloom, it it's a little off topic, but I saw in the news that it snowed in Chicago a couple days ago. Really? Yes. I even saw that. I think Colorado's expecting a lot of snow wow. here soon. That's late. I know. I don't know how I feel about that. Funny story. Well, I guess not funny story, but there's actually a song for it. Prince made a song called Sometimes It Snows in April. I did not know that. Yes, he has a song for it. And uh, it kind of makes sense, actually, because he's from Minneapolis. Yeah. And I think Minneapolis stays one all year round. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Their summer is like a brisk 55, maybe. Mm. (laughs) It's a very cold place to live. But talking about Beaver sports, um, wrestling is over. Yeah, Gymnastics is over. Mm-hmm. And now it, spring is in full bloom and the spring summer sports are in full bloom. And that really just leaves us with two sports. Yeah. Baseball and softball. Yes, that's right. Baseball. Wonderful sport, my favorite sport, mm-hmm. I believe. America's pastime. Um, we are sitting right now, just to give you a recap of where your Oregon State Beavers baseball team is overall. They have a record of 31, 10, and that one tie. Currently, they are 17 and 4 in the Pac 12, putting them in the third place spot behind UCLA and Stanford. Funny thing about, or actually, I said that wrong. Don't quote me on that. They are second in the Pac-12. The funny story being is, so they're second in the Pac-12 behind Stanford. Mm-hmm. However, they are number three in the nation behind UCLA at number one, okay. Stanford at number two, and then the Beavs behind 
the Cardinals. Which so, is, so the Pac-12 is representing. Pac-12 is representing. So, I mean, proves that the Beavs are in a tough conference mm-hmm. and they're playing well, and the record speaks for themselves. That's true. And so I'm, yeah, surprised. I think talking about snow, I wonder what like. I guess you, because you know there's rain delays for baseball. Mm-hmm. Is there snow delays? Well, I've actually played in the snow because I went to high school in Colorado. <laughs> so there would like be games that I mean it's not a blizzard, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a flurry out there, and that was a definitely an interesting experience. If it's enough accumulation, mm-hmm. they're probably just canceling that for however long because you got to get the plows out and all that stuff, but. Rain delays, you know, those are obviously common to have multiple hour rain mm-hmm. delays that same day you're playing the game. You just kind of wait for the storms to pass and then it's kind of through. Snow doesn't necessarily work like that. It's more of a few day delay or just cancel the game. Yeah. Also, depending on what level and the stakes of the game has to play into that. But that makes sense. It's not as easy as waited out. A couple hours and then you're good to go. I can see baseball being a very hard sport to play in a cold for oh, yeah. two reasons. You you don't move around much, and I could guarantee that that ball hurts when uh-huh. it hits your mitt and it's cold outside. It does. That's another thing. I remember playing. I lived in this town in Colorado. It was windy. It was cold all the time. Mm-hmm. During practice, I remember practice, I was playing shortstop, I filled the ball, took a bad hop, and just hit me in the face. And that was just a pain that I can remember. The laces got, like, imprinted in my face. It was just that brutal, yeah, your hand, everything's cold. You You know that feeling when you're, like, trying to run and it's freezing cold and every part of your body just, like aches and you feel like you're running at like, it's like that two weird, miles an hour yeah it's a weird tingle yeah and because you even spoke on it i mean baseball is a weird sport like you're not always just constantly moving so when your body's cold and it's just tight and mm-hmm. then now all of a sudden you're at bat you hit a ball and you're trying to run the bases your body's not moving as well as it does when mm-hmm. it's loose and fresh and warm that's for sure. So it's also the only sport you see overweight professionals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know that is true. Get those pitchers, and you can play a DH role, mm-hmm. and not have to really worry about moving. It just get some power and mm-hmm. hit a home run. You don't got to worry about your speed. Um, but yeah, and then you think. I mean, even thinking about weather stuff, I think that proves of how good this Oregon state team is because we live in an area that is rainy, obviously mm-hmm. it's cold at times. It's not necessarily that 20 degrees cold, but it's that 30, 40 with rain mm-hmm. on top of that, yeah. which and, is and a little bit of wind. Worse. That's enough. Yeah. yeah. And that's a tough, tough environment to play. And then thinking about like schools in Arizona or something, they're not having to deal with that as much. Mm-hmm. I so, mean, that's why the major baseball league, everybody does spring training down there. Yeah, exactly. Because it stays hot all year round. Exactly. Around. And like UCLA, obviously they're in LA. They mm-hmm. had a lot of, I think, home games there for a while. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's definitely a lot easier to play in the warm, warm season. But go Beavs. I mean, that's a program that is playing in all conditions and proving to be 
true and consistent. And so info program that, that lost his head leadership, you know, with uh, their coach retiring, mm-hmm. which again, it, it made sense. And a couple pitchers gone out. I know mm-hmm. Abel got hurt there. He was the promise and a good, I mean, this pitching staff though is amazing. Yeah. They Even are. to lose your few really good ones and still just prove to be consistent and, um, good at what they're doing is amazing. Um, talking about, so I'll kind of talk and keep you guys up to date of what's been happening with this team of late. They had a, a little two game. It's just kind of rough at Nevada. Not a great team, not a team that you'd think just beats Oregon state. And it was, it was a rough, rough game. What I think ended up actually even happening is normally they, it's in Reno, Reno, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Normally they fly to these games. However, they bust to these cause they couldn't like find a flight oh, wow. back. So that's a pretty, it's like 12, 10 to 14. I don't somewhere in that range. That's a long time to be on the bus. You bust that trip. You have a game on April 22nd, which was a Monday. They lost eight to seven in 12 innings, mm. a long game, battling it out. Come the very next day and lose seven to six in 10 innings, and then bust your way back home. So that was <laughs> kind of one of those, like, yeah, let's just kind of forget about that, that one. It, it was a weird segment because before that game, they were riding a five-game win streak with a series sweep at Arizona. Kind of hit that little sandwich of a patch where they lost those two games and Mm -hmm. then came back. And then we just sweeped a series against Washington State. And that one in itself was also kind of a weird weird series. They won that first game 18-4. to Mm -hmm. Rutschman hits a grand slam over the scoreboard. I heard. Like, come on. Yeah. So, man, that guy's just proving to be what everyone's kind of predicted him to be. Then they have that game on Saturday where they win 4-3 to three in 16 innings. Yeah, that was a very long game. And so I guess the good thing is that was a 1 o'clock, one thirty. <laughs> start so yeah it wasn't like a, even going though it was into the long midnight. you're yeah mm-hmm. not having to go too long into the night and it was a pretty nice day so do you think you'd wait a game out that long if i had nothing else planned for the day i would I, i'm um when i go to sports i don't care if my team is losing by a bazillion points i like to stay until that clock is zero yeah First of all, I'm optimistic. I'm like, all we have to do, like when it's football, all we have to do is get two interception running back, get all side kick, <laughs> right. you know, in the minute. <laughs> Same with baseball. All we got to do is get the bases loaded and somebody hit a grand wood slam and then all we got to do is load the bases again and someone yep. do it again. And then <laughs> I like so I'm, that. I'm, I'm super optimistic when it comes to those things. But in, in the case of Oregon State Beavers in that 16 day game, I mean, I want to stick it out and watch them win, you know. It's it's when the games like that is is real exciting. So put us there. Counts. You're there at that game. Mm-hmm. What does that 16 innings look like for you? What are you doing? What do you get? Are you getting snacks? I'm, are you just I, staying put? 
I may have to go to a bathroom break because mm-hmm. I'm human. Mm-hmm. I mean, 16 and that's a long time. Oh, that is a long time. Unfortunately, about baseball is when there's turnover. Usually, that buys you a little bit of time mm-hmm. to go and do something you need to do. So in that, in that, in those slow times or turnover times, or when somebody's going out talking to the pitcher or they warming up the pitcher, I, that's when I'm using the restroom. That's when I give them something to drink, you know. Yeah. And then just sit there and wait. <laughs> Cheer the team on. Yeah. I would say I have never been to a game that went to 16 innings, though. No. That sounds pretty extreme. I want to experience that one day. Mm-hmm. That would be a fun, like, father-son day at the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe with a little older of a son. If your son's about three years old, that might not be fun. No. I don't know if they're lasting that long. but They'd probably be tired and crying and kicking at that point. But like a 10-year-old, 8 to 10-year-old, that could be a good bonding time. I get to talk about the plays of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one day I'll be able to experience that. A few little kind of stats, I guess, if you want to say, of that game. They had 3,952 in attendance, which mm. was a season high, and a Goss Stadium regular season record. Go Beavs. So a lot of people were in attendance for that game. Um, they had a school record of... so. The Oregon State pitchers that game, which included Mitchell Verberg, combined to strike. Combined. Is that a word? Combined? <laughs> combined? Combined. Together, they struck out 23, which was a new school record. Nice. Previous mark before that was 18. And so the 16 innings, it's a long game. It's the longest at Goss since the stadium's renovation in 1999. And so... Yes, it was long. Um, what else do we got? Do you know how long it was, like hours-wise? I don't have the numbers for it, but I would have to say probably four. At least. At, at least, least, plus. And that's the thing about innings, too. They they could take anywhere from minutes to minutes. Now, I know it's not like I just said minutes and minutes. That's true, but... <laughs> To delineate the difference, you know, people can get struck down pretty fast, you mm. know, hit a one-two punch, something, yeah. you know, and an inning can last five minutes. But then there's times people are taking the slow, the pitcher is really drawing it out, mm-hmm. and an inning could take a good 20 minutes plus. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes a difference as well. Yeah. The longest game that has been in the program history came in 1972 versus the Huskies, in which Washington won 2-1 to in 20 innings, which that game featured 74 at-bats compared to the 54 that they had on Saturday. Wow. So, yeah. Especially to score 2-1, to it just sounds... <laughs> I know. That, that hurts. That's a, that's a long one, but it happens. Um, mm-hmm. The Beefs have tomorrow just a one-game... Against Gonzaga, and that's Gonzaga. Five thirty-five. I still think that sounds like a cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Maybe one. I'm sure. Maybe they have a cheese out I there named after them. I don't know. After that, on Friday, May third, they start a three-game series against Oklahoma State, and that is also at Goss. And so, that'll be a fun series. And then after that, May tenth through the twelfth. 
they have the Civil War at Oregon in Eugene, which may be a good segment into your neck of the woods Mm -hmm. with the softball team, speaking of Oregon. Yes. So if you all didn't know, uh, the Oregon State Beaver softball team just swept the Ducks. and That's right, yeah. And it's the... uh, It was the first time the Oregon State Beavers have won the Civil War since 2012. So we're talking about quite some time there. It's before I lived here. Yeah, so seven years it has taken them to beat the Beavers. And they not only beat them, they beat them in dramatic fashion by shutting them out for a three-game series, all that were in Eugene. Which sounds weird to me. It's like, you know, it's, I mean, we 45 minutes apart. You think you could throw one game my way. But anyway, I don't make the rules. So um, in that three-game series, the first game, our ladies beat them 8-0. to zero. Second game, 8-6. to six. And the last game, 12-8. to eight. Hmm. So we, we really definitely represented and showed up. And right now, our softball team is sitting at 24-18 and 18 overall. Six and thirteen in the conference, zero and seven at home, which is not good. We got to bring wow. a home win. That's interesting. Which I actually don't know the name of their stadium. Do you? I do not. And all I know is right next to the Hilton Garden Inn. Yeah. They're twelve and eight away and twelve and three neutral. For perspective, U of O is twenty one and twenty five. They're four and ten at home, four and nine away, and thirteen and six in neutral, and they're. Uh, four and fourteen in conference, and we just served them a three-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Go beeves. So you know, if they don't win any other games for the rest of the year, that's okay. They shut out the Ducks. So I feel like it's one of those rivalries where we we could suck all year, but as long as we beat them and they're not, and we can hold that over their heads, <laughs> it's all that. It's a little redeeming. Yeah. And coming up May 9th, 10th and 11th, we're going to have a three-game series here in Corvallis. And it's going to be against the Utah Utes. What is a Ute anyway? I think it's like a Indian tribe maybe. That can make sense. Utah sounds very Native American. So, and that's going to finish out the season. I don't know how the ladies look as far as playoff hopes go in softball. But I guess it's not looking very good. Um, speaking of softball, um, just to finish out, in, in our last podcast, we spoke about the Beavers gymnastic team. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give people an update that they had finished third in the NCAA championship semifinals in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. Back on April 19th uh, with a score of 196.900. And they have finished overall, sixth overall, in the NCAA championships. So give it up for the Lady Beavers. We uh, were number eight ranked. And this was the uh, head coach's Tanya Chaplin's um, highest finish with sixth place. She had previously um, had them finish in eighth place in 2010-2011. So definitely our gymnastics team is on an uptick. And we're getting better, 
and we're super competitive. I mean, six overall in the whole entire nation, that's pretty darn good, you know. It's always fun to hear sports doing well. You know, it, it, it really well. is. Um, although the women's basketball team had a great defeat against Louisville um, in the season again, they, they did good. They did good. And there's a lot of hope and promise for them in the future. Um, that's the same way I feel about this gymnastics team. Mm-hmm. I feel like every year they seem to get better. So hopefully yeah. um, we, we can see that all around in Beaver sports. We can just see teams constantly building and getting better. And I I think it, it, would, just, it would just be nice to have. Now, football and basketball obviously are the two biggest sports that probably bring in the most, most money and most fans. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's, it's something to say about having – a well-rounded athletics program, just not those sports doing well, yeah. but every sport's doing well. So, with that being said, we're we're going to move a little bit into football. Now, you say, "Hey, it's not football season. Oh, it's not even near close to football season." We did just have a spring game, however. We did. We did have a spring game, and I I feel. Like spring games are kind of funny to me. Mm. I don't think you could get a true read on a football team when they're playing against themselves. Yeah, I I, I think it's more of a fan thing. It's like because in football practice, the offense and defense scrimmage each other all the time. I mean, that's just part of a football practice. Yeah, in a sense, you're just doing it in front of a bunch of people. And a I bunch get, is a. Overstatement, maybe, for the Beaver <laughs> spring game. I would love for it to draw more. Mm-hmm. I was there. It's still fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fun time no matter what, whenever you go see the Beavs play. I know they unveiled their new uniforms. Oh, nice. Have you seen those? I have not. Well, yeah, so they did that. I wasn't actually at the official release of that, but I got to see pictures on Instagram. And whatnot. They're pretty nice. That's cool. Um, so there's that. That's always fun. I mean, especially as a player, you always see those videos of the players kind of sitting down as the coaches mm-hmm. unveil these new uniforms. And so it's a really exciting time for them. And obviously, you want to see some, some cool unis. Mm-hmm. Uniforms have quite evolved over time as well. They have. I mean, we it, it came from like the really jersey look, like you know the ones with the holes in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really not form fit or anything, but now they they look very sleek. All the way to the army having the fatigue printed pants and helmets, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All those look nice. I like that. I'm showing him some pictures of them. He's showing me some pictures of new uniforms. I I really oh, like orange and black. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I would go fun. for a more fluorescent helmet, though. Yeah. I like the shiny material on helmets. Yeah. Like, I see a lot of teams going to that matte color, but I prefer, like, super glossy. Really? I yeah, think I, I am a matte guy. I like matte. Which, which, that's cool. I, I mean, I don't know. Something about, like, when it's sparkling. Because, you know, they put glitter in helmets. Yeah. I just like when the sun sparkles on it. Or either when a, you under the lights and it sparkles. Yeah. It was funny because when I was in uh, middle school, the football team I played on, our colors was actually orange and black. And growing up in Chicago, 
far removed from Oregon State Beavers. Yeah. Um, there's only a few football teams in college that wore orange or black. One of them who we're going to be playing to Oklahoma open up <laughs> to open up our season mm-hmm. um, at home, August thirtieth. But we often were called the Halloween kids. <laughs> they 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 the, the other team just make fun of us like y'all wear Halloween colors yeah. for football. And like whatever you know. Wow. We won championships though. Though that's all you gotta do. Exactly. Oh, speaking yeah. about that. Yes, um, Oregon State is playing against the one of the other OSUs. So there's three OSUs um, in D1 football, that being the Ohio State University. <laughs> I like to put the the in front of that. I don't care much. There's Ohio State University yeah. to me. Um, you know what? The Oregon State University. That's that's, that's right. what matter. And Oklahoma State University. The thing that separates um, Ohio State from both Oklahoma State and Oregon State outside of being OSU, is colors. However, the Oklahoma State Cowboys both were black and orange as well. Yep. So it's, it's going to be a battle for the black and orange come August 30th at Research Stadium. Yeah. Um, and if fans haven't seen, they have posted the dates, but not the times, of the 2019-2020 season. Well, I guess 2019 mostly, 2020 if you make it post. Mm-hmm. But at home, we're going to be Oklahoma State on August 30th, Cal Polytechnic on September 14th, UCLA on October 5th, Hawaii on September 7th, hmm. Stanford on September 28th, and Utah on October 12th. I like to see the Hawaii Interesting. game. I wish so we were going, going to. from a Pac-12 game mm-hmm. to Hawaii. Yeah, we're going from Pac-12 to Hawaii. No, actually, we Oklahoma State, that's not even Pac-12. So yeah. we're going from – which um, division are they in? Do you know? They're the Big Big 12? 12. I think so. I think that's right, Big 12. So we're going from Big 12 to the Mountain West, which Hawaii is in, yep. to Cal Poly, which I don't even know. I don't know. I think that's D1, double yeah. um, Then we're going into Pac-12 play with Stanford, UCLA, and Utah to finish off the home schedule. Which, sad news about the Oregon State Beavers is one of the reasons we're talking about football is because – this past week was the NFL draft, mm-hmm. which the NFL draft is totally different than what I remember now. It starts at like 5 o'clock. I never day. grew up actually even watching it. I know people get really into it. I was never really an NFL fan, so mm-hmm. I have never really followed the draft. You know, I, I grew up watching it only because I played football and just like Watching anything when you play a sport and you aspire to go far, um, mm-hmm. it's always nice to look at and like dream and put yourself in that, those shoes. Yeah, I never really had NFL aspirations. I would say I thought the way I looked at the NFL or football was it'd be nice to play it in college, and if I was good enough to make it to NFL, that'd be great. If not, I'll have an education at the end of the day. That's the way I looked at it. So it wasn't because I know some people they like I'm making it to the NFL I know it and then they don't make it and it's just like Ooh. what do I do now? They try to play like semi pro football and stuff and it's like I want to make it and it's like I'm just gonna tear your body up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, also, um, rounding out the season is we're going to be playing at California on October 19th at Arizona on, um, oh, it looks like we got another home game. I got a few other ones. I don't know. I guess they didn't put the full season up there on Risa Stadium. They put the home games. Well, that's 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 what I'm looking at. It looks like we got more home games. Really? When I look at the official OSU football website, that's it looks weird. like we after we play Utah, we go and play Cal in Berkeley. Then we play Arizona and Tucson. And then we come back here to play Washington at Risa and then Arizona State at Risa. Hmm. And that's November eighth and November sixteenth. I wonder if they didn't put that up. Well, no, they have the date up there. That's I don't know, that's weird. And then we go and play Washington State and Pullman. And, of course, the uh, this year the Civil War is going to be in Eugene because we hosted it this previous year. Yeah. Um, I keep avoiding the news that I'm trying to give the listeners, and that's the fact that <laughs> Oregon State did not have anyone get drafted <laughs> this year. Not only that, we didn't have anyone get drafted last year either. And it's like, okay, yeah, all right. You know, they had to have anyone drafted. The only problem is we're the only team in Division One A football that did not have a player drafted. Ouch. I know. That hurts. Man. Oh, boy. That hurts. That is tough. So fun facts, we have had at least one player drafted to the NFL draft from 2001-2017, the last time we went into a two-year dry spill with no one being picked in the NFL draft was the year of 97-98. However, I would preface that with that Ryan Nall did make the Chicago Bears practice squad. Mm. So we still have Beavers in the NFL, probably not starters right now, but they're in the NFL. And we had a semi-sort of beaver get drafted mm-hmm. into the NFL, and that was Xavier Crawford. He had transferred from Oregon State to Central Michigan, and he was drafted in round six for pick 195 by Houston, the Texans. Okay. So... I don't think it's it's saying that we don't have talent. Is it that uh, once a beaver, always a beaver thing? You know, I often think about that because uh, at the uh, university that me and that I went to, Brandon Jacobs spent one year there. He transferred from right. school, and we claimed Brandon Jacobs pretty hard. I honestly. I think the team that gets to claim him is the team they last play for. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's how it works. Yeah. That makes sense. It does. Anyway, there's hope for next year, right? Yeah. Let's make it this year we'll have someone. Yeah, we're going to have this someone. This next year we'll have someone we definitely in the draft. Have yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, so a little bit even by the numbers of conference – as you probably predict, SEC dominated the draft. They had 64 people drafted out of that conference. 
um, followed by the Big Ten with 40. And then Pac-12 comes in third with 33. ACC 28, Big 12 26. And then down, 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 down the line, various other conferences. Um, then we get to by school, another kind of dominant. Everyone knows that Bama just kind of is the, the dominant program. They had 10 players picked in this year's draft. And then followed by one of the other OSUs being Ohio State. They had nine players in the draft. Oklahoma and Washington, a Pac-12 school, they had eight. Georgia and Texas A&M had seven. Auburn, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Penn State had six. And then down the line, down the line. But obviously you have a lot of draft picks. A lot of players entered into the draft from your program. Usually correlates to being a pretty successful program in yourself. That so. that and it also attracts other people. Uh, one of the things yeah. that is definitely a driver in getting high school players to play for your university is not only how good your team is, but they're also looking at that next level. Mm-hmm. And it's like, has anyone from your team made it to the next level? Yeah. Can I make it to the next level by playing on this team? So that that's something to take in consideration as well. Again, I don't think it's based on our talent at all. Mm. But I, I think we're also a young team as well. It's also interesting to the drafts throughout the various sports. Mm-hmm. I know like basketball, you get a lot of these guys. I mean, that's why the Dukes and Kentuckys and Kansas types, Michigan State, you get mm-hmm. these players that come in for a year and then you know they're they're going to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that pro, those programs are known to kind of do that to breed those athletes that really good come for a year and then they're into the pros. Um, college, not as as much, but you still get that a lot. Those guys who go in early mm-hmm. don't complete their schooling. Baseball is a little different. I mean, there's so many rounds in the draft. You often see players like. When they're playing, their stats come up and like, oh, drafted in the whatever round by the mm-hmm. so-and-so like last year. But obviously, oh, I think it's more consistent for baseball players to kind of go later. That, that's to true. To improve their draft stock. That makes sense. And maybe some of it is, I don't know, maybe there's less uh, risk of injury because I think some of these players that go earlier kind of doing it to, oh, I don't want to get injured. I have this stock right now. The, 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 the tide is changing as well where you, which I don't think it's just perception. I think it's reality that you used to see college football players who finished out the season, played the bowl games. But you have a lot of guys now yeah. who are seeing, um, I think we're going to draft, so I'm not going to play the bowl game. Because it's a possibility I could get hurt, which you could look at it from two sides of the coin. Um, and to to me, 
like from a teammate standpoint from being on teams was like, hey, how can you do that to your team? Yeah. But also I, I equally understand like it is them. You know, that that is their stock. Their their body in a sense is is their money. And it was suck for the last game of your college career you to get injured and you miss out on your dream of playing in the NFL and multi million dollar contract. Yeah, that's definitely a, it's a hard, I don't know how I'd feel, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've never been that good of an athlete mm-hmm. to that level to worry about that, obviously, mm-hmm. but thinking from both sides of it, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think what I would think as a teammate mm-hmm. because you grow close to these guys, obviously you do. you're tight knit mm-hmm. family. So I don't know if I would feel upset, hurt offended if mm-hmm. one of my guys I've been working with the, for many years or for that season just decides to what could be seen as quit and kind of give up on the team or am I happy for him like man yeah you you deserve this you earned it like mm-hmm. protect yourself go do well at the next level I don't know yeah it, I'm I'm split on it. I, I can see it from both sides. I, I really can. Uh, my thing is, it, it'd be interesting to look back to see how many people hit a high draft stock and got hurt in like a ball game. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't feel like I see that a lot, you know. Um, and I think it's also it's like, it, I mean, you, you play football. It'd be also cool to suit up and play one last game with your team. Yeah. Especially if you're a senior, I think that it'd be very sentimental in a sense as well. Doesn't mean you gotta go out and, of course, you want to give you hundred percent, but you gotta go out and hurt yourself. You can let the culture know that. Yeah, and he could give you less time playing, but it's yeah, it's that that's a tough one, and you start seeing a lot of players do it more and more. Now, to me, it's like okay, a bowl game, I get it, but if you starting to sit out the last six games of the season or something just because oh, yeah. you don't want to hurt your NFL stock is like, okay, come come on, all right? Yeah. But you, you're even starting to see in the NFL as well with people sitting out full seasons if if they contract not right. I know. It's wild. I was adversely affected by that because I had fantasy drafted Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! And he yeah. sat on the bench all year long without a contract, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I spent so much of my fake, fake currency." <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot riding on that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do my research. It's my fault. <laughs> I, I was really hopeful. I'm like, he figured something out. He he's not gonna sit out the whole year. Like, no, he sat out he that did, whole he year. Did. <laughs> uh, one thing you can say about Le'Veon Bell, that man is a man of his word. If he say he's gonna do something, he's gonna do it. <laughs> now he's a jet. Yep. So, so that's pretty cool. But I think it is probably a good time that we segue into Did You Know? Now Did you know? Did you know? We're gonna do a little different because usually for Did You Knows, I always look back in the past and say, hey, did you know about this in the past, this in the past? Mm-hmm. But for this, did you know, it's not about sports. Are we going to the future? We're going to the future. Oh, man. We're going Tell to- us what it's like. What do we look forward to? Damn Jam. Damn Jam 2019. 
Yes, never been to one. Fall I Beaver listeners out there, Damn Jam is held every spring. And usually, usually, they have really good musical acts that come. And they also have Battle of the Bands. Yes. Where people battle all out, like local bands. It's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So this year's Damn Jam is going to be May 31st. And this year, they're going to have it at Research Stadium from 8 to 11. That's new. That's been at the quad. It has usually been at the quad. Last right. year, they did it at Research as well. They did? Yes. I did not know that. That's because the people they had as the artists weren't very well known. It was a person named Kyle, who's a rapper who I never had heard of, and a person named Alice in Wonderland who... I don't know if she was rapping or singing, but again, uh, their music was not my cup of tea. So why did they have it at Reeser? I, I think they wanted to change things up. Hmm. I think the quad got a little rowdy. Yeah. And Oregon State was trying to get away from that rowdiness. Every year it seemed to get more and more rowdy. Yeah. So this year, headlining is Akon. Now, I know who Akon is. I know who Akon is. You know who Akon is? And yeah. Akon was very popular years. What was that one song? I'll go. I know I'm saying that one song. I'm locked up. No. I'm locked I'm, up. They won't let me out. There's another one. I can't remember. Beautiful it. girl. You such a beautiful no. girl. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, maybe I don't know Akon as much as I thought I did. <laughs> Opening for Akon is Jesse McCartney. Um, a lot yes. of people may not know Jesse McCartney, but I he's do. he's the brother of um, another famous Paul singer. McCartney. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> no, not, not Paul. Um, and I always get them mixed up with his uh, Sync or Bo- not Boys and Man Sync or what was the other Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Backstreet Boys. I think his brother's on the Backstreet Boys, if I remember correctly. Right? No, you're thinking of. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking of Aaron Carter. And I am Nick thinking Carter. of Aaron Carter. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not him. But <laughs> does uh, Jesse McCartney have someone famous he's related to? He's not related to Paul McCartney. No, he's not. He is. He is not. You want to think that? I want to think that, but it's not true. You know what? It could have been lonely. That's the song by Akon. Yes, that was my middle school days. Okay, when I was all in my emotions and yeah. You know, it's funny. I I actually really like Jason McCartney. He has a very talented voice. He's got a good voice. He he can he can not sing, but he can sing. Yeah. Is he, he he sings in the past. Tense. I feel like That's he's one he of those sings. two. I saw some video. I think it was pretty recently mm-hmm. of him singing. Obviously, "Beautiful Soul." That's like mm-hmm. his song. Everyone knows him by. Um, is good. I feel like he's one. There's some of those singers that I think are better when they're even older. Mm-hmm. Like they're really big when they're young, but I yeah. think even sound better when they're older. Yeah, Je- Jesse Jesse is definitely he's a very talented singer, and honestly, I think his career does not show the depth of his vocal abilities either. And speaking about that, 
we know who these people are. And obviously, uh, I confused Jesse McCarty for Eric Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've probably done that before. <laughs> but um, I, I'm, I'm wondering how many people they're going to get as far as OSU students to come out to it. Because I don't know if college students today know who well, Akon and Jesse McCarty are. I know. And that's really weird to think. Like, mm-hmm. there's freshmen now who are born in 2000. Oh, my goodness. Wow. 2000. It's like, I don't think these guys were singing in 2000, were they? Or they weren't big. No. Maybe. They weren't. So you're going to get, like, maybe some of these people studying, like, Akon, Jesse McCartney, who are these guys? We got to mm-hmm. research and start listening to their stuff. And they'll have all these, like, we listened to them, you know, growing mm-hmm. up. So we feel like we were in that. And it, they're going to feel kind of like these posers. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've listened to them for so long. It's like, you weren't even born when they were singing. But yeah. then again, we listened to old school stuff that I wasn't alive when they were that that is that is one hundred percent true. So I was actually listening to oldies in my car today, and by oldies I mean music from the seventies. Yeah, yeah, it's it's music my uh, mother used to listen to a lot, mm-hmm. and it rubbed off on me. I like it, but yeah, I I, I just wondered. I wonder how the turnout is going to be. I could definitely see quite a few people coming from. I can see quite a few millennials coming. You know, who are not are either graduate students or maybe from out of town come to see Akon and Jesse McCartney. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it's and it's funny, too, because it's like we'll what type in the of, front row? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we're going to do our podcast right from the front row. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, too, because the, when you really think about it, it's like they're probably going to do a lot of their older songs. Because I, I don't know when the last time Akon or Jason McCartney dropped the album. Yeah. Which then you can go on all of that like artistry of it. Like mm-hmm. as an artist, do you like that? Like, oh, people really love my old stuff. Mm-hmm. We're just going to sit on the past. But some artists I know that still kind of tour around but mm-hmm. were really famous and big kind of earlier on in mm-hmm. their career. It's like, no, we're playing our new stuff. We want you guys to hear mm-hmm. what we're about now and kind of feel that sense of like, we want to still be relevant mm-hmm. and not just linger on all of our past things. You know, there's a lot of musical acts out there from way, I mean, way further back to Akon, Jesse McCartney, talking about Celine Dion and Beyond, who actually Same. either still do tours or are resident performers at um las vegas yeah um hotels and whatnot and what i've at least think i've seen from those type of concerts from the older group is they do a lot of popular old songs popular old songs and then try to have a few newer ones and mix them which i think is a good mix because it's like because sometimes if you listen to akon's like you probably won't hear lonely like because you remember lonely you know Cause you probably can't sing along to his new song because you don't know what it is. <laughs> so yeah, that's our two cents on Damn Jam. I don't, I don't know. I could tell whoever picked the musical acts probably <laughs> they're all getting pumped about it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's awesome. I have heard they're it for years. The, telling the students like, what? Who? Who the students like? Who? Akon? What's that? 
<laughs> Acorn? Yeah, what's that? Which T-Pain came a couple years ago. I think that was cool. And then he won the Masked Singer after that. So exactly. we actually, the people that come to Damn Jam get more famous and success after. Yes, that's true. Because that's just part of what happens. They got to come through Oregon State. I'm not going to lie. Alice in Wonderland and Kyle, I, I still haven't heard much from them. No, I don't even know who that is. Exactly. But they, they, they was last year performance, and it was not a good turnout. But I think Justin McCartney and they kind of have a better show up. We'll see. We'll see. Let us know if you guys go to that. Yeah, let us know. Tell us how it is. And, and hit us up and let us know if you remember Akon and Jesse McCartney yeah. and if you got a favorite song from them or if you plan on going to Damn Jam 2019. That's right. Yeah. We want to hear. Yeah, we want to hear. So I guess that's going to be the end of our show today. I'm Zeke. And I'm Nate. And this is Built on Beefs. Go Beefs. Go Beefs.